The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. CPI, PPI, and consumer sentiment. Welcome. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Here we go. Coming up, our week in review. Also, it's an often asked question, how much insurance do I need? We're going to talk to our financial planning manager about that. He gets that question a lot. We go over that for all of our clients. Ask Annex is on the way. Toward the end of the show, fortune hunters and gold diggers, when money appears, sometimes people appear, they'd like some of it, and it's not theirs. That is on the way. I'm Danny Clayton. Dr. Brian Jacobson, our chief economist, is in the studio. Welcome. It's great to be here. Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Yeah, thanks, Danny. You nailed it. CPI and PPI was the big story this week. And of course, CPI focuses consumer price index and PPI is producer price index. And we had a producer price report that came out late this week and it was heavier than what we expected it to be. We thought at some point, Brian, that perhaps the deflationary environment that is in China would be imported to some extent, and we really haven't seen that. That is one of the interesting dynamics here is for many, many years, we were importing deflation, so lower prices from China, and you know they were the factory to the world. But now we actually are seeing some of those producer prices tick up a little bit. Now, thankfully, I do have to point out that on a year-over-year -year basis, the producer price index increased only 0.8%, but that's kind of headed the wrong way. China has been struggling with deflation, so an outright decline in prices. We thought we might get some of that, but honestly, you know, we've been seeing a lot of this more near-shoring and close-shoring, friend-shoring is what people call it sometimes, and so a lot of trade, it's actually moving through to Mexico and to Canada instead of directly from China. So maybe that's part of the dynamic. I think you're going to think this is funny. I read the report, and you're the guy with the PhD in economics, but uh, I read that report, and I found some funny things, and funny not haha, -ha, but one of them was the service costs yeah. were up, and there was a lot of that went into that. But here in the United States, you know, we did talk about rental equivalency, folks, which is the real estate going up, and of course, some other things still remain strong, which would be like wage inflation. But service cost was up. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. So that was both in the consumer prices and the producer prices is the strength in service prices. So what we've seen since, oh, maybe about a year and a half ago was goods prices declining, but yet service prices rising. That's what the Fed has been really worried about is whether or not stronger wage growth is going to lead to stronger consumer price growth, which then makes their job that much harder. Um, I think, honestly, we're going to get a reprieve in that because I don't think wages are growing at an unsustainably fast rate. So hopefully some of this is, I don't want to have to use the word, but maybe transitory. Mm. <laughs> no, that's the word that we didn't like, of course, used by the Federal Reserve, and they were unfortunately very wrong on that. But here's the other thing. You talked about the Fed's difficult job, uh, and one of them, of course, is commodity 
commodity prices continue to go up. We watched the price of crude oil continue to tick up this week. Yeah, the price of crude oil has been going up. And so we've had a number of reports come out. So there's reports from like the Energy Information Agency in the United States. There's also the International Energy Agency, which is more international. And both of them are giving forecasts suggesting that demand for oil is continuing to rise faster than what they thought, mainly because you know people are driving again. Right. And yet the supply picture is still a little contained. You know, the U.S., the producers aren't ramping up production as much. And that's just because of years upon years of regulation and underinvestment. It's one of the reasons why when we talk on the investment committee, we've been overweight energy is just we think that the longer term dynamics favor higher prices. And we believe that could then result in better cash flows to investors. And not only that, not only here in the United States are we seeing more demand, but Europe has come back online and we do expect China at some point to straighten out their house as well. And that's the reason why when we talk about overweights and underweights in people's portfolios, Danny, we're talking about where we should move the chips around. And that's what we do on a daily basis. When you hire a firm like ours, we do this on a daily basis. We go into your account and we make those proactive moves. If your portfolio has been sitting still. This is not a time to set it and forget it, and we'd like to help. Investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. That is our Week in Review, available as a podcast and delivered Sundays in Axiom Newsletter. It's Sunday, August 13th. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. What's keeping you up at night? That dripping sound in the attic? The check engine light? Maybe work stress? Or is it a general unrest over the state of your finances? Today's headlines don't help. It could be the nagging feeling that your investment partner isn't really a partner at all. They may be operating in someone's best interest, but that someone isn't you. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. It's time for a top-to-bottom analysis of what you've got and where you're going. It's easy and there's no obligation. Seriously, head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Do that and our investment, planning, tax, and estate teams swing into action. What's next is clear thinking from Annex that produces sound recommendations. And unlike others, we work in your best interest as a fiduciary. That commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing for every client. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. In the studio, Dr. Brian Jacobson, our chief economist at Annex Wealth Management, the author of Graphonomics, brand new version up at AnnexWealth.com. Also, Dave Spano, president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, Brian, we were talking earlier about interest rates, and of course, they did tick up this week. We saw a spike in the 10-year yield uh, up significantly, so that auction that they had was a bit concerning. Yeah, it, it has been interesting as far as just the volume volume of issuance from the Treasury. Now, it is no big secret about the debt and deficit problem that the United States has. Mm -hmm. But there was a surprise as far as the types of bonds that the Treasury plans on issuing to help fund that, because they can do short-term ones like Treasury bills, they can do Treasury notes or Treasury bonds. Treasury bonds are those long-term ones. And some of those auctions that they have have been pretty healthy, but others have been a little on the light side, looking like people don't really 
really want to lock in those longer term ones, so those treasury bonds. And right. it has been a little concerning. And, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of the health of the economy next week. We're going to get a bunch of information. One of those is some FOMC notes, and the second is retail sales, both coming next week. Yeah, it's a big week. Uh, actually, most people really like looking at the first week of the month because you get the employment situation report. But I like those ones about retail sales, industrial production, and the FOMC minutes because, to me, those are a really good reading about what's actually going on. You know, employment situation, that's great as far as wages, employment, but what are people spending their money on and how are businesses doing? Now, the FOMC minutes, when those come out on Wednesday, I am very curious about whether or not this was indeed a hesitant hike Mm -hmm. that they just did. They had a hawkish hold Mm -hmm. and then they are doing a hesitant hike, but how hesitant is it? Because we've gotten a lot of Fed speakers coming out lately with really, really mixed messages. Some are saying, hey, we don't need to do anymore, and others are saying there's a lot more work to be done yet. You know, you talk about the birds that they're compared to. Sometimes they're hawks, and sometimes they're doves. But you came up with another bird. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes they can be chickens, right, as far as if uh, how cautious are they. And that's actually what I thought that they did at the last meeting, which was this hesitant hike. They felt like they needed to hike rates because that's how they had set expectations. But listening to Chair Powell, he came across almost like a little bit of a chicken there as far as did we do too much yeah. already? And, of course, they did too little too early, and that caused part of the problem in my opinion. Let's switch gears and talk about market returns. And we have some reports coming next week as well. You know, we talk about the health of economy. Part of that is the health of some of the reports that we're getting from individual names. They are. And, you know, this is earnings season. We're towards the tail end of that. So there's this cluster of weeks in which the S&P 500 companies report, and we're kind of towards the tail end of that. And next week, I'm really looking forward to hearing what Walmart has to say, right. and Home Depot, because they do have their finger on the pulse of American consumers. Well, they have they have also have their hand in my pocket, because <laughs> I can tell you, I, they, I go into Home Depot, and they say, hello, Dave, when I walk through that door. So, we've missed you. Yeah, we've missed you. Where have you been? They roll out the red carpet for bucket. you. Yeah, or an orange bucket is what it really is. So yeah, there's a lot of reports that, that are coming out that we're going to watch, and you know, you've talked a little bit about this rolling recovery, and this continues throughout the sectors. It, it does, and as far as you know, energy has been doing better because now oil prices are moving higher. Tech has been stumbling a little bit, maybe under the weight of too high of expectations for what artificial intelligence might mean. And so we went through a period of a roving recession for the economy. First, it was manufacturing, then housing. Now, maybe consumer spending is slowing. But are we actually going to get more of this rolling recovery? Because service sector spending is probably still going to stay positive, even if it slows. In the last 15 seconds, what is your suggestion to people who are hearing this and how they take advantage of what we're talking about? Oh, I would really encourage people to reach out to us, do that portfolio review, because it's not a set it and forget it kind of environment. Have a professional sit down with you and just review things. Make sure you're on track for that long-term plan. Dr. Brian Jacobson, Chief Economist, Annex Wealth Management, is part of that team. Our investment team is stacked. That's why we talk about the markets a lot, because we can. We're not getting this emailed to us. We have our team in place, and we can do it for you as well. The retirement planning, the tax planning, and the estate planning. Head to the website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. How much insurance do you need? It depends on who you ask. We wondered, and we asked our financial planning manager, who knows an awful lot about the subject. 
We'll cover that after a break on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Every day, market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Eric Strom, Financial Planning Manager, CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. It's an age-old question. How much life insurance does one need? That's what we're going to explore here. Are you ready to rock on this one? I am. There we go. First question might be the toughest. Is there a correct answer to this question? Well, it's one of those questions like asking how many Christmas gifts should I buy for my kid, right? There's not a clear exact answer, but there's an acceptable range and there's a a sweet spot. I nosed around on the internet and I found some stuff. In fact, I was inundated with solicitations for insurance, page after page after page of Google results. What I did find was a couple of rules of thumb I want to run by you. And the first is multiply your income by 10 to find out how much coverage you need. Yeah, this is a common rule of thumb. It's not a bad starting point. Think about this. A common reason to buy life insurance is for income replacement. And using myself as an example, I have a couple young kids, so definitely have a lot of life insurance on myself and my wife for replacing that income. But think about this. If you're younger, much younger, let's say you might need 12 or 15 times your income because you have many decades Mm. of income in front of you. And also insurance is less expensive at that point and your income trajectory might be higher, right? You, over the years, you might make more money if you're starting off just as a fresh graduate, for example. On the other hand, if you're closer to retirement and you've already built wealth, you may have less need than 10 times your income or you may have no need at all. So that 10 times your income is a pretty good starting point. Also think about though, you've got parents who do not work, but still provide a lot of value. So having coverage on a parent who just works at home and is not making any income at all, but taking care of the kids, that is very important as well. Yeah. Mary Poppins is not cheap, right? Somebody watching the kids, right? That's right. How much insurance do you need? Rule of thumb number two, 10 times your income plus $100,000 per child for college. How about that? Well, it's better, right? Because we're starting to consider more of those details. But let's say, for example, your kids are already in college and maybe you're in your early 50s. A lot of families in that situation, we see kind of that need shifting away from life insurance and even also disability insurance, right? Because you've got less working years ahead of you that you need to protect with coverage. So yeah, that's a little bit better of a rule of thumb. Eric Strom, financial planning manager at Annex Wealth Management and a husband and a father. And I'm sure he's thought more about this question than most of us. How much life insurance do I need? Rule of thumb number three is what is called the dime formula. Can you break that down? Yeah, dime. So your debt, your income replacement, which we talked about, your M for mortgage and E for education, which is that 
college expense. This is probably my favorite rule of thumb because you are accounting for those most common large expenses that you would use life insurance. And with this rule, you are more likely to get enough coverage because remember term life insurance, for example, is very, very affordable. Term life insurance is great for those of us who are building wealth efficiently outside of life insurance in accounts such as, for example, a Roth IRA or retirement plans through work. And so that is good because if you use that dime formula, you can get a little bit more granular with your need. And on top of that income replacement, maybe you use 10 times your income there, but you're adding in those other debts and mortgages and college expenses as well. And since the coverage is so affordable for many people to get that pure term risk coverage, then a formula like Dime is a pretty good way to go. There you go. Those are three decent rules of thumb to get you thinking. But when it comes to serious financial planning, Eric and the rest of the financial planning team dig in deep. They work the numbers, things that you might not be thinking about. It's what we do for our clients at Annex Wealth Management, turning things around. And you kind of referenced it earlier. Is there a point when somebody doesn't need life insurance? Yeah. So going back to that dime formula, let's say you're in your mid-50s, for example. Your mortgage balance is probably a little lower now. Time has gone by. You've paid it down somewhat. And you also have less working years ahead of you to protect for that I in dime, the income replacement. So especially if your net worth has grown over the years, hopefully you've been building that nest egg, you might actually be at the point where maybe you're self-insured in, in terms of that dime formula. So for that common reason, you may not need life insurance. I will put a caveat out there that there are many families out there who have unique reasons to buy life insurance. For example, business owners who may have a liquidity need if there was a death, real estate investors, same concept there, or higher net worth or ultra high net worth families sometimes use life insurance for various unique planning reasons as well. But setting those aside for many or most of us, when you're in your mid fifties, we do see that need in general start to shift away from life insurance and more towards long-term care insurance, which is a risk that many families are facing in the retirement years. And Eric, assessing our client's life insurance, it's what we do. It is. We're always trying to assess the risk of life insurance or a disability or a long-term care health event. These are very important risks and a financial plan allows you to assess your need to actually, do I need to buy any of this type of insurance? Eric Strom, financial planning manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your insight. Thanks, Danny. Up next, financial planning for Generation X. Also on the way, Ask Annex and also Fortune Hunters and Gold Diggers. It's all on the way on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe every portfolio tells a story. After all, we've analyzed thousands. Some reflect diligence and fortitude. Others, a mishmash of overlapping investments. When Annex reviews your portfolio, we spot what works, what might not, and then provide unbiased suggestions free from sales commissions. Every portfolio tells a story. Let's work on yours. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. As a fee-only fiduciary, that's our story. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only fiduciary? Uniquely equipped to assist with a variety of our clients, greatest generation to millennials, contained within those groups are Generation X, and that's what we're going to talk about here. To do so, joined by Jeff Day, Wealth Manager and Branch Director and Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Danny. You are Gen X, aren't you? 
I am. Okay, so what defines that? Yeah, so Gen Xs are essentially those that are born in the early 60s to late 70s. So if you're in that age band, typically after the uh, baby boomer generation and before the other uh, generations, Gen Y and et cetera, that you're going to be a Gen Xer. Okay. Most of Gen X is not quite on the doorstep of retirement, but they're in the neighborhood. And that mm-hmm. means many should increase focus and take some definitive steps at this point. Let's talk about Gen X and retirement. Many Gen Xers are performing a balancing act. They've got careers. They've got aging parents. College expenses are coming up. It would be natural but a mistake to put off investment and retirement planning, right? Absolutely. So we think about, for a lot of folks, they think of retirement just 10 years out. And when we think about retirement planning, it needs to happen a lot sooner than that. And Gen Xers are squarely in that category. So at this point for Gen Xers, how critical is it to reassess risk and align a portfolio and a plan? I guess risk first. Yeah. So if we think about risk specifically, 2022 offered us a a heavy reset on risk tolerances in general. When we think about the S&P 500 being down close to 19% for the calendar year, that got a lot of us to reassess our risk generally and how we view volatility relative to the stock market. And if we think about financial planning, well, we think it's for everybody, regardless of the age, everybody along that age spectrum, whether you're a millennial or even younger than millennial, you need a financial plan along the way to make sure that you're doing the things along your career throughout your working life and uh, beyond to make sure we're on the right track. Same with baby boomers and those that are even part of the greatest generation that are still with us. Jeff, you work with a lot of different clients. If you're working with somebody from Gen X, they've hired Annex Wealth Management. Are we usually their first advisor? Sometimes, sometimes not. And, And so if they've prepared well, they've been in the advisory world, but I will tell you, it's a breath of fresh air for a a lot of them that come in the first time and they, they explore Annex and what we have to offer. In fact, I had somebody tell me here recently, the whole suite of services that we offer is very comprehensive. So they've had to kind of build and piecemeal things in their life before coming to Annex. And now that they're part of the Annex family, they understand the value and the different disciplines that we offer. If they haven't done it and they've done it themselves, they haven't explored working with a professional, their eyes are open to things they weren't even aware that they were blind to. And that's really helpful when we think about this conversation and how we serve clients every single day here. And it goes right into that know the difference that we always say. We're with Jeff Day, branch director and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, talking about Gen X and retirement. Okay. Because of market volatility, People, do you feel, have pushed back retirement target dates, especially maybe with Gen X? Relative to Gen X, they can be a bit off. Now, I'm a, I'm a very young Gen Xer. I'm very handsome, young-looking <laughs> uh, Gen X, and let's just put it out there. But with respect to the late 70s, that's a different dichotomy. You're maybe early to mid-40s, um, maybe you're thinking about retirement in the 60s. But, you know, if you're early 60s, you're on the older end of that Gen X, you might be within that red zone of, of retirement. So you're thinking about really... When it comes down to when is my last day? When, when are we thinking about you know pulling the pin on retirement? It is a definite conversation for those that are on the older end of Gen X. But I will tell you, I've had a number of conversations where, given the volatility and the market fluctuations, they're rethinking whether they can continue to you know stay on that retirement track. That's why a financial plan makes a lot of sense because we can be agnostic to market volatility because we've planned all the probabilities into the assumptions in the financial plan. And we've planned for it in advance. We expect volatility when we're investing in the public stock market and the bond market for that matter. We talk a lot about the portfolio analysis done by our financial planning team. It's really important. It's where we assess things like assets, where they are. And we talk about debt too. 
Yeah, we want to make sure that we holistically cover the entire person, not just the asset side of the equation, but also the liability side of the equation, and make sure that it's reasonable and serviceable throughout retirement. One thing we really like is we don't sell products. Our advice is free of conflicts of interest. We give you an honest assessment. Maybe you got annuities within your portfolio, and there are times that it makes perfect sense, but there's times that it doesn't. Yeah, there is. And, and I think a recent case here, I had someone uh, come into our office and they have uh, several annuities and we just did a thorough analysis into each one of them and talked to the pros and cons and the objective analysis to say this one makes sense and this one does not to keep. And for the ones that do, you know, we'll help them along the way and on how that builds into the cash flow. For ones that maybe aren't such a good fit for whether it's fees or the conditions that are part of the contract, whatever that happens to be for them, we'll work through the exit strategy and how that works from a tax taxation perspective and also as allocation. Really important to just understand it objectively and, and clients really appreciate that when we're objective and fee agnostic. Just fee-only advice is what we what we offer here. Hey Jeff, my last question is does Gen X need estate planning? Yeah, so that's a resounding yes. Everybody needs estate planning. If we plan to exit this life and we plan to exit this life with some money, we may want to consider estate planning. And again, we, we can help you along that way. We are singling out Gen X in this segment. Oh, I'm a boomer. I've got the same challenges, though. You might, too. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Jeff Day, Wealth Manager and Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Is there anything sweeter than the crisp sound of a driver when it connects purely with the ball? Many golfers evaluate the quality of their shot by the sound it makes. You may feel the same about your financial plan. Something doesn't seem, look, or sound right. Think of Annex Wealth Management as financial swing doctors. We'll give you the truly objective analysis that comes from a fee-only fiduciary with no products to push or commissions to chase. If you need help, talk to our pros. Get started at AnnexWealth.com. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Time for Ask Annex. You've got a question for us, you head to the website, AnnexWealth.com. If we can help, you always click that Get Started button in the studio. Matt Morsey, Investment Team Manager. Welcome. Hey, Danny. we got Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager. Welcome to you. Thanks, Danny. Here is our first question. I was told using a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, in retirement is frowned upon. Why would that be? Well, probably because in retirement, your primary source of income might be reduced basically to your pension, Social Security, and your savings, and probably some withdrawals from the portfolio. So relying on that HELOC for ongoing expenses could strain your budget, but there can be situations where HELOC in retirement makes sense. So if you have a specific short-term need, such as a major home repair, and you have a solid plan to repay that HELOC quickly, it might be a reasonable option. So it's not totally off the table, but it has to be used in the right situation. HELOCs were pretty great when interest rates were so low, yeah, right? Free yeah. money, never hurts. Right. Next question, how do analysts come up with such accurate earnings estimates? Forget about target stock price, which we know analysts are often wrong about. What I'm surprised at is how their EPS and revenue estimates usually come very close to the actual report. Yeah, that's a great question. And for this, I reached out to Jason Cooper, one of our research analysts. He's on tons of conference calls every single quarter. And with this quarter's earnings season wrapping up, he's finally coming up for air at this point. And so I asked him, and and really what he 
dug down to is that, especially for really well-known large companies, management tend to be really, really specific with what their guidance is and will walk analysts through their entire profit and loss statements. Moreover, you know, if management expects to miss, a lot of times they will pre-announce what those earnings are going to be. They don't want the market to be surprised when it comes to earning time periods. And they, from a fiduciary standpoint of the company and the stockholders, they want to get ahead of that as well too. So they'll go ahead and get, get in front of those information, but they're really open and honest if you're asking them those questions. Plus they have to put all those statements out there for you as well too. So analysts spend their entire day, every single day, pouring into those, reviewing what's going on, reading management commentary, the footnotes and the statements. Um, they are able to talk to management teams as well too. So they're really able to get into the weeds. Companies also really, as well as the analysts, don't want to look foolish when those things come out there. So they tend to be pretty honest. There's a lot of communication where you do see a lot where maybe there's some more variance on there. It's the smaller companies. There's not a lot of analysts there. There's not a big consensus of what is going to happen then because everyone's going to have their own views. And there's not enough people to bring that into that middle part of that bell curve in terms of what's going to happen. So there's usually a lot more opportunity there for things to be further off. I like earnings season, but I'm not Jason Cooper sitting on all these calls, right? Do you like earnings season? It's really interesting. I don't dig into him as much as Jason do. I, I get much more from the conversations with him. But every time I walk by his desk right now, he's got headphones in and he's just on another call taking notes and reviewing stocks that, you know, that we watch for our clients. Sarah, I think they're kind of interesting. Do you like I, it? I do too. I mean, I like the volatility that goes along with it in the market. So it just keeps it, things exciting. And you just, it's a special time of the quarter in the market. So it's, it's fun. Ask Annex got a question, you head to our website, look for the Ask tab. It's AnnexWealth.com. Next, if my goal is to leave something for my kids, wouldn't it make more sense to take Social Security early rather than spend down money I could leave behind? Well, leaving an inheritance for your children is important, but it's also important to make sure that your financial well-being is taken care of first and foremost. Various factors go into deciding when to take Social Security, and sure, taking it early could benefit your legacy goals, but it's important to consider some other things as well. Like your benefit will be permanently reduced, so that could impact your lifestyle and your financial lifestyle if you have longevity in your family. And think of that spousal benefit. That amount will be reduced as well, but one of the strategies strategies that we like to use when legacy is important to our clients is Roth conversion. So converting that traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, paying the taxes in your lifetime so your children will receive an account that has tax-free growth and tax-free withdrawals. Because typically your children will be inheriting that money in their highest earning years, it really benefits them to have that tax-free account. So keep in mind, taking Social Security early will increase your income and that could reduce the amount of annual Roth conversions that make sense from a tax standpoint. Got about a minute for this one, Matt. I've noticed that very often a stock will fall when quarterly reports seem positive. For example, company X reported today and beat all analysts' expectations, yet the stock has fallen 4%. I don't understand. Yeah, another great earnings question here. Um, yeah, you know, you want to think about you're investing, you're investing for the future. So companies that have had great quarters, a lot of times the market's already priced that in and they did it three months, six months, a year ago. So the market might have already produced the strong results that are correlated to that strong earnings quarter, but it's just already happened. The other thing is maybe that they came out and said, yeah, great. Our last quarter was awesome. Our last year is awesome. However, going forward, things are changing. Maybe the market overall is slowing down. The economy is starting to slow down and they're going to be really hit from a slowdown within the economy. Maybe they're having an issue with the product or something that hasn't hit their balance sheet yet because they've already been profitable. They sold the things that are going well. But think of a car company that has to issue a recall and they're going to have worse looking forward earnings because of that. You know, So the market always is trying to look forward. So if the market's selling off or the stock's 
selling off after a really good earnings report, it's probably due to forward guidance. Matt Moore is the investment team manager. Thanks. Thank you. Sarah Kyle, wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. You're welcome, Danny. Fortune hunters and gold diggers. They are people who want to help themselves to somebody else's money. And you might have seen it firsthand. It's a danger for you and for somebody you love. And we're going to talk about it next. This Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. It was bound to happen. Over your career, investments came along for the ride. The first 401k, brokerage account, profit sharing, stock options, pension, another 401k, an insurance policy, an annuity. You get the picture. At Annex Wealth Management, we believe every portfolio tells a story. After all, we've seen, reviewed, dissected, discussed, and analyzed thousands of them. Some portfolios are like well-tended gardens and reflect diligence, patience, fortitude, and optimism. Others tell the story of being sold commission products that might not have been the best choice, maybe for the salesperson, but not for the investor. When the financial planning team at Annex reviews your portfolio, we spot what works, what might not, and then provide unbiased suggestions based on what's important, the retirement you desire. That's where the good stuff happens. Every portfolio tells a story. Let's work on yours. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning. As a fee-only fiduciary, that's our story. Head to AnnexWealth.com, click the Get Started button. That's AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Deanne Phillips is Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP, a CDFA, and an ABF. Did I get that one right? Yes, you did. All right. Well, welcome back. Thank you. I am not sure which of the many hats that you wear this fits under, but let's give it a whirl. We're going to talk about fortune hunters and gold diggers. This is a cautionary tale for all of us because it happens. Oh, it does. When money is involved, the wrong kind of people can start to assemble. It can happen to you and it can happen to some Somebody you love. Definitely. I mean, okay, Danny, history and literature are full of fortune hunters. Petruchio in Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew comes to mind. Jane Austen's 19th century, the idea of marriage as a business contract was as powerful as George Wickham's desire for Georgiana Darcy's 30,000 pounds in Pride and Prejudice, which wow. you might have seen. So until all too recently, the wealth of that bride was a consideration that ranked alongside any other factor in her desirability. But in today's age, there are more and more women, especially being left widows. And, you know, if you think about it, they have multiple inheritances from their parents, potentially, their partners, whom they tend to outlive, as well as their own career savings buildup. And many of these women have left the financial investing to their partners and once alone. And remember, the average age of widowhood, 58. So they're also left vulnerable to all sorts of potential partners and investors who can seemingly come out of the woodwork, right? There's a phrase, con men don't look like con men, and we need to learn from that. Yeah, you know, investing is risky enough without worrying about whether there's a salesperson out to fleece you, right? So, But effective con artists have to disguise their true motives. They take great pains to blend in, dress for success, seemingly know what to say. However, they often push poorly understood financial products and rely upon confusion to rule the day. They stand ready to assume full responsibility of your financial decisions for you, but don't let them. Remember, they try to bring out your worst traits, greed, fear, insecurity, 
If you find yourself making investment-related decisions based only on emotions, watch out. We're talking about fortune hunters and gold diggers. This is a broad brush. Let's talk about fortune hunters first. Do fortune hunters tend to be related? Well, you know, these are people who all of a sudden show up after someone passes. Maybe they read the obituary or hear otherwise of someone dying, and they swoop in for no good reason. Now, this could be a long-lost relative, second cousin, twice removed, coming Mm. to help their dear auntie sort out things. And before you know it, they've ingratiated themselves to Auntie in a very short period of time and convinced her to change her will, disinheriting her immediate family. We've seen this. Those are the fortune hunters. How about the gold diggers? Very similar. This tends to be those who come out and prey on the lonely and the brokenhearted. So in terms of dating and swiftly espousing themselves. Right. I mean, think of mom or dad. Maybe they've lost their mate and all of a sudden a new girlfriend or boyfriend shows up. What are signs that we need to watch out for? Well, you know, so it depends. So a very sudden change of a relationship status and also withdrawing from present family and friends, you know, not answering the phone or being unavailable. All of a sudden, it's only that caretaker or the boyfriend or girlfriend that you're hearing from and not your parent or relative. And that person might be putting up the block. They might be. We've seen this happen. But when it comes to managing assets, every investment involves risk. But when you hear a con artist explain it, the investment may be too good to be true. So you need to trust your inner voice if you hear claims like, this is a hot tip from an inside source, then the stock will go through the roof. Oh, or this one, if you hear your investments guaranteed on the return, there's no way to lose money. Get in now or you'll be left out cold. So people are trying to make themselves from an investment point of view. They want to make it easy, want to make be helpful. This deal's so great. I invested in it myself. Everyone did great. Be especially careful if the salesperson downplays the downside or denies that risk exists. You know, it's hard because all of a sudden mom or dad has a new boyfriend or girlfriend. We're the kids, right? What what are we supposed to do? It's tough. And, you know, it's not only just a boyfriend or girlfriend. Sometimes it's a caretaker position as well. Oh, yeah. We can hear about people in this position all of a sudden inheriting everything over family. Now, while this person might actually truly be value-added and well-meaning, there needs to be, as a child, a careful selection process to make sure there are insurances, bonding, values in place through a company that's well-vetted when you select a companion or caretaker also. So if there's a fortune hunter or gold digger that sniffs out an inheritance and there's a swoop in, what what happens then? Generally, when we think about these con artists or people who are trying to convince somebody to invest their money a certain way without due diligence, you have to watch out if that salesperson becomes reluctant to provide information on their background, educational history, work experience, information on where your money will be actually held. Is it through a third-party custodian? What commission or other compensation is that? salesperson going to receive? And what's their connection with the venture and affiliates that they're suggesting? Are they selling a product they make commission on? And is it really in your best interest? Now, we're not saying there's a problem with commission, all right? Salespeople often work on that, but you have to know if you're being sold a product and don't be rushed into a decision. In times like this, 
whenever there's any kind of a change, death, divorce, disability, anything that leads you into a situation of dismay, gather a trusted resource with you, a friend, a relative, uh, maybe an advisor, a second set of eyes and ears. Bring that person with you to make those decisions and never feel rushed into a financial decision. Fortune hunters and gold diggers, unfortunately, they exist. Deanne Phillips, Annex Wealth Management, thank you. Thanks for having me. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch every day. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show with Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida. Hey, Robert. Hi, Danny. Thinking just a little bit differently about retirement planning can go a long way. Maybe there's some popular pieces of wisdom that don't hold up like they used to. Maybe stuff from previous decades need to be looked at just one more time. There's forces like inflation. There's changing interest rates. There's stock market volatility. Are there rules to re-examine and maybe throw out or at least modify? That might be. And let's talk about it with Robert. Robert, is this a rule to forget? Do you need to replace 75% of your income in retirement? Well, Danny, that's a broad brush rule. Some people need to replace 120%, Mm. you know? So it really comes down to the, I'll use a real estate adage, but I'm going to change the word expenses, expenses, expenses. Okay. Drive your expenses down. And you know what? Next thing you know, you have more money and your money uh, lasts longer. And if you're not spending it, it's growing also, depending on what you haven't invested in. But the other thing with that 75%, did everybody save the other 25% <laughs> while they were working? So probably not. It's a good barometer maybe, but it really comes down to your expenses in your plan. And you know, we're in Southwest Florida, we have natural disasters, you can have medical events, you can have inflation, which can erode your buying power over time. So a real plan that's updated on a regular basis will give you a much better picture of exactly what you need, when you need it, and how you're gonna need it. With Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management, Southwest Florida, challenging the status quo. Robert, is this a rule to embrace? Save at least 15% of your earned income. Again, here we go with that other, uh, another broad brush stroke. I would like you to do more. But here's the thing. You show me a consistent, c- committed saver, and they're most likely going to have a choice to maybe retire early or maybe retire with a lot more assets than they ever thought of. But again, if you're a consistent, committed saver, live within your means, act your wage, uh, as uh, one of our favorite people say. (laughs) The other thing, Danny, starting early makes a huge difference because your assets grow longer. The earlier you start, you will have so much more money saved than somebody, say, who starts five years later than you do. Embrace or forget this one. Take withdrawals using the 3 or 4% rule. I haven't heard the 3. I've heard the 4, and I've heard that's even gone up. Well, you know, with inflation, it really has gone up. You know, and really the 4% rule, again, your plan will tell you exactly what that number could be or should be or should not be, I, I should say. But, you know, what is your money invested in? How much is it growing? 
and it really comes down to your individual plan. Is it fitting with your expenses? All of it is so wrapped together that if you don't have an expert looking at all of the moving pieces, bringing them together as a puzzle and building that puzzle and informing you of exactly when and where you should be with your plan, it should make people nervous. We've talked about the need to replace 75% of your income in retirement. That depends. Same thing with 15% saving of your earned income and then a 4% rule. We're looking at your personal situation from every single angle. Nobody's plan is the same. Let's talk about yours. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. If you want to get a hold of Robert directly, there's an easy way to do that as well. Uh, Yes, Danny, you can reach me at 239-350-6363. Nice. Easy as pie. Robert Chastain, Branch Director, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management here in Southwest Florida. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. You know, we talk an awful lot about working with Annex. What is the Annex experience? Stick around. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with that. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Is there anything sweeter than the crisp sound of a driver when it connects purely with the ball? Scientists have determined that sound has a psychological effect on golfers and that many evaluate the quality of their shot by the sound it makes. Right after contact, you know. You may have the same sense about your financial plan. When you review what you own and why you own it and the date you plan on retiring, something doesn't seem, look, or sound right. Think of Annex Wealth Management as the swing doctors for your financial plan. We'll look at every component of your plan, including the goals you're swinging for, and give you the truly objective analysis that comes from a fee-only fiduciary with no products to push or commissions to chase. It may be you need to only tweak one part of your plan, or you may have to work on a missing component. When it comes to helping you get it right, talk to our pros. Contact Annex Wealth Management today. Set up a time to meet in person or securely online and get a free swing, I mean, portfolio review. Get started at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management is back. Hello. Danny, how are you? Not bad. You know we're all invested in the success of our clients. goes beyond the portfolio. It stretches into their pre, into their post-retirement lives because we want it to be right. We want the experience to be of the highest quality, and that is the Annex Experience. Yeah, it is. And the Annex Experience, and what we call now the Annex Experience Binder, is a tool or an opportunity for you to see what we do in writing laid out before you and really give you the story of Annex in the best possible way. It's simple. It's transparent. It's easy to follow. And I know this thing right from the start defines how Annex Wealth Management operates. In fact, the first page is the who we are section, our founding, our employee count, the number of clients, our type of clients, our locations. It's all summed up one page. Why we did it that way is it's basically bottom line up front, right? This is who we are. This is what we do. And this is the story of us. But we can do it in one page. And that's what's key. It's it's short. It's right there, right at the start. Yep. And the rubber meets the road right after that. And that's where we explain how Annex Wealth Management is a fiduciary. Not just sometimes, all of the time. Why is that important? Well, it's important because it separates us. It's That's the difference, right? You say it all the time, know the difference. That's the difference. 100% of the time, we are a fiduciary acting in the best interest of our clients. And we spell that out right from the get-go in our experience binder. The Annex Wealth Management Experience Binder covers how we customize planning, where your money is held, and in explicit detail outlines how our fees work. Yeah, and that's what's important. It's 100% transparent. This is what we do. 
This is how we help our clients. And these are the teams and the tools that we bring to the table to make sure you have a successful financial retirement picture. Let's talk about some of those teams. Our clients will become familiar with the wealth manager and the client service manager. This is the quarterback and the quarterback A of the team here because the client service manager and the wealth manager are really the ones that are helping you get to where you need to be, doing all the research, but they're pulling in all these other teams that are listed on in the book. Yeah, we're built on that team platform because nobody really can do it alone. Let's talk about financial planning team and their involvement with our clients, and that department just keeps getting bigger. That department is amazing, and I, I wish we had time today to talk about some of the amazing things they just did recently, but really it's a team of certified financial planners that are going to look at what you have going on, look for the opportunities, build out the financial plan, and come back to us and say, this is what we see, these are the opportunities. Let's take advantage of X, Y, or Z, or at least, hey, you want to retire at this date? We see this as the opportunity, or maybe this is something we need to tackle and change, but if we do this, this leads to success. That's for new clients coming in, but established clients, they get it as well. That's very true. So just because you've been with Annex for 5, 10, 15 years doesn't mean the financial planning team doesn't look at it and the wealth manager doesn't say, hey, I see an opportunity. It just might not be up front because you've been reviewing it you know, once, twice a year, always talking about these things. The Annex experience, it's our goal. It should be your expectation. How about tax planning? Tax planning is huge. You know, we talk about it. You need to be constantly thinking about this. Some folks, maybe not, right? It's, it's real straightforward, but a lot of those business owners, those executives, those high net worth people where they got a lot of different things coming in, I'll throw out the dreaded K-1. That's where you take the tax team and you feed them this information and they're looking at it going, yep, we see this opportunity. We should do this instead of that. And it's a constant ongoing thing. And that's what's key. It's some of these instances depending on the executive or the business owner, we're looking at this every quarter because the situation is changing so much. The Annex Experience, Brandon Lehman is Director of Branch Development, CFP, a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. So where other firms might contract outside companies for the investment management, we absolutely positively do not. Yeah, everything is done in-house, and that's what's amazing. We have individuals here with CFAs, PhDs, MBAs, and they're looking and building the best solutions for our clients that fit their needs inside their financial plan, all under the roof here at Annex. How about that estate planning team? That thing gets bigger all the time to meet our clients' needs. And that's another unique thing that people don't think about, but the estate planning side of the house is, one, is that all your documents good? Yeah. Let's just review that. That's straightforward. And, and for some clients, we're just looking at that every few years to make sure everything's good. But then there are situations where, does that even make sense anymore? Or you don't have anything, but you want to do something complex. Talk to our estate planning attorneys. That's included in this comprehensive wealth management fee-only fiduciary, the different things we're going to do. But having that team is such an amazing asset for the firm and for our clients, especially for our clients. I ran into Amy from that team at the coffee machine and I said, hey, you can download this stuff now. She just laughed. Yeah, you could, but how good is that going to be? That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, we share a lot of information on our radio shows and some say we give it away, but what you hear over the air is only a glimpse into the client experience. Once you're a client, a whole new level opens up to you and your family. Yeah, it's really just getting the full annex experience. And what I mean by the full annex experience is not just the planning, but it's the guidance. It's the ability to call up and bounce an idea off of us. Should I pay off the mortgage? You know, does this sound right? Or should we think about that? It's all right here at Annex. You call and we have the teams here and the capabilities and the skill set to do our best answers. And if we don't, we know we can find somebody who can help us out. I think this thing is tremendous. There is a significant difference between financial advisors. We want you to know the difference. The Annex experience, it is transparent. It's professional. It provides value. 
what it does is it shows the skill set and the depth of the teams that Annex brings to the table and all the different things we can do for you. Maybe you don't need all of it. Maybe you need one of the four. Maybe you need all four, but they're all here waiting for us to help you. We'd be proud to show you. Head to AnnexWealth.com, click that Get Started button, get going on that wealth metric process. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development, CFP, and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. There's a lot there, but thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. Losing sleep lately, the job, the house, the headlines, or investments? How about the feeling your investment partner isn't a partner at all? They might be operating in someone's best interest, but that someone isn't you. It's time for Annex Wealth Management. It's easy. Head to AnnexWealth.com, click the Get Started button. We work in your best interest as a fiduciary. That commitment runs so deep, we put it in writing. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com. The Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee is locked and laser-focused on every aspect of the markets. Go deep with the SWAT podcast. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Delivered every Monday morning on Spotify. Search Annex Wealth Management for the SWAT podcast. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, this show is going to be available as a podcast at the top of the hour. If you came in partway through it, maybe you want to hear the whole thing again, that'd be great. You can get it at all the usual spots like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get them. I'm Danny Clayton, now in the studio with Dr. Brian Jacobs and Chief Economist at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. So the writer strike continues, and it is kind of squeezing off the pipeline of any shows that are yeah. going to be on network television. Television, movies, everything is suspended. And the problem with most American consumers where this isn't impacting them is there's so much content out there. At least mm -hmm. that's my case. My wife and I are catching up on Silicon Valley, which was a show that came out in 2014. Did you watch it? Oh, I loved that one. You know, yeah. It's really interesting because I've learned a lot and I've seen the, the phrase series funding. Uh -huh. And that's a big thing. That's part of the show. Yeah. And I've asked you before, and we talked about it off air, where... This is a lot of institutional monies, but sometimes private individuals get mm -hmm. into this. And yeah. my question is, at what point does, for high net worth individuals, sure. do investments like that become attractive? Mm. Because if you're in traditional everything else and then you've got extra money, you hear about people investing in that. And yeah. something made the news recently. So one of the things that made the news recently is that there's been an increase in raising money for what are called private credit funds. It's kind of this hot new thing. And it's not really that new. It's been around for a long time, but it goes in and out of fashion. And these private credit funds are a way to gather money from high net worth individuals. So you have to be oftentimes what's called an accredited investor or a qualified purchaser. So those are certain like income, investable asset or experience thresholds that you have to meet in order to invest in these types of strategies. And what they do is they basically aggregate people's money together to make investments in non-publicly traded securities, right? Most of the time we think about stocks and bonds, things that you can buy through mutual funds, ETFs, or directly if you purchase the securities themselves. But there's a whole world, a bigger world actually, of sometimes what are called private markets or private assets. And so like the Silicon Valley one, that's a really fascinating one because 
You, they can raise money through uh, venture capital firms who basically gather money from institutions or high net worth individuals and make long-term, fairly speculative investments. Now, the payoffs, they can be good, but they can also be zero, right? And so there's heightened risks with these, limited liquidity, and it's not something to really just jump into. It's something that we spend a lot of time talking to these different sponsors of these types of investments to learn more about them you know like is it appropriate for a client's portfolio at what point would it be appropriate for them and then is the client educated enough about the risks and the opportunities but honestly over the last like 20 years it's been tough to beat the public markets as far as stocks and bonds but if we are going into a world of higher, more volatile interest rates. Maybe we've got some stretched valuations in the public markets. Are there more opportunities in these private markets? What are these funds used for? Yeah. Uh, So if it's the way that I think about it is you have private equity, private credit and private real estate. Okay, so those are kind of the three prongs to it. You have other things too, but generically. So it can invest in like, let's say on the private real estate side, about, you know, shopping malls or Mm. uh, that's not a hot thing right now. Or it could be like multifamily real estate. So buying up those properties or basically what you do is you become a limited partner. So the person who's sponsoring the development they're the general partner and then you can purchase in as a limited partner and you provide your money but then you also hopefully get some of the gains as well down the road private credit would be trying to fill a void where if banks are cutting back then we need to have somebody kind of lend to small and mid-sized businesses and these private credit funds, that's what they tend to focus on. Interesting stuff. Is that something we help our clients with, if that's appropriate? It is. It's something that's actually something central to what I do as far as with alternatives and the private markets. It's a lot of fun to have those conversations about the stories behind what they're investing in, but it really needs to be appropriate for the client. That's first and foremost what we're focused on. We're almost out of time. Graphonomics, brand new version. Yes, so Graphonomics is coming out, and that's focusing on recession risks. It might be too early to say that there aren't any. And then we're also looking at inflation, about the sticky core inflation that we've got. And then debts and deficits, it's a perpetual problem. Brian Jacobson, Chief Economist, thanks. Thank you. You know, folks, we help plan for the retirement you desire. We're going to help you take the steps and walk alongside as a true partner, as a fee-only fiduciary partner, too. It only takes a couple of minutes to get that conversation started. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. We're going to be back here next Sunday at noon. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.